Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Carolyn. Is it yay? Are you? No. <laughs> Kanye. Or Dave. Yay, Clay. Yo. Carolyn. <laughs> yes, sorry. My head has been spinning. And I've been told that it's not only my head that's been spinning, mm -hmm. gyrating, gyroscoping, whatever it is, but that I've got a lot of other people tempted, a lot of other people to put themselves in a position that their head would likewise begin spinning. Most individuals are waiting for it to come off <laughs> my body and then are going to say, see, that's why you get mm. for stirring everything up. <laughs> hmm. Well, if we did not stir things up, then would that be saying we're satisfied with the status quo is what's happening? Or do we stir it up and see what happens? <laughs> well, I guess that also depends on whom you might see as the inspiration for the stirring it up. True. And within just, again, a counseling context, mm -hmm. or Christian counseling. I would hope that I would never stir anything that God didn't already have intention to have stirred. Mm -hmm. But that's what the scripture describes it as, stirring up the gift. And does not the Word of God serve that purpose? And though there's always going to be some interpretation because I'm human, right? There's a human vessel dimension mm -hmm. to all of this. Right. And I have a distinctive sort of personality dimension. And with that, then, I have certain experiences and mm -hmm. education and mm -hmm. life. But I'm believing, I'm wanting to believe, and I am therefore believing that the closer I keep that to the actual Word of God, not only will His Word sanctify me, mm -hmm. who was it, Isaiah, the tongues, mm -hmm. the fire, the mm -hmm. tongs, mm -hmm. touched coal. his coal, touched, mm -hmm. that it will sanctify me so that whatever comes out of my mouth, though it might be in some, yeah, <laughs> Not Yahweh, but Yah, Dave sort of dimension. Mm -hmm. That resoundingly though, those that would listen and hear would know how to separate all of the human mm -hmm. from the divine and would receive that as its intention to be given. My belief would be mm -hmm. that I could be in some ways blessed to be able to share the Word of God in Holy Spirit dimension for the time and the season that we're in. And that would be the same thing I do in counseling. People come see me, come see you. We've talked about this before. I think you believe the same or agree with me on that. I really want this to be the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And we're sanctified in the Word. And then we find by that, coming together, to come together as one, that the Holy Spirit really takes us to a place where it is such resoundingly so, yeah. undeniably so. Mm -hmm. You can't walk away the same way That's that what you I entered found. in. That's exactly what I found. And I've also found that when we specifically, on purpose, 
in my opening prayer, I'll, I'll, when people come in and you know I greet them, and then I say, let's start with a word of prayer. Because immediately, I want the Holy Spirit to not only speak through me and not be me speaking, but I want Him to be in the midst between us and to guide and direct that and to speak to their hearts. And, and that, that's part of my prayer, is that that person will hear from the Holy Spirit and not from me. And that when we leave, we will have heard from the Holy Spirit. And you didn't know that. I never told you what I prayed. Uh, I don't even know if you knew that I prayed. But that's my prayer every time. And I'm telling you the times that I didn't do that, you know, the Holy Spirit was there, gracious to help me. (laughs) But I can just sense the presence of the Holy Spirit there. And it's never the same when we when we invite him when we he's already there in us but when we consciously take a turn and say we're going to listen to you what do you have to say to us it's it's always different when we leave and um i always feel blessed knowing that that we went there and that we you know listened and we didn't point to us and definitely i don't point to me I always want to point to the Holy Spirit because He is the perfect. And as much you would, rightly so, call me out on the judgment sort of aspect of that, or people feeling judged, I think that there's always going to be judgment by the Word of God because judgment then is not for condemnation purposes, Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. for correction purposes. And if we use the Word of God as Mm -hmm. the standard, and we Mm -hmm. use as we've been over the last couple podcasts discussing the difference between life and death, serving Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. serving the devil, we've been Mm -hmm. using the book of Daniel, Mm -hmm. the context of the prophecy of the end times, Mm -hmm. how Daniel knew what the interpretation, the right right. interpretation Mm -hmm. of visions were, Mm -hmm. how it was a singular vision, though, of of Jesus to come, not only once, Mm -hmm. but a second time, and how that then, in the book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. which would be the end of times, that will, in a precipice sort of way, Mm -hmm. establish itself, or be established, the vision will be established. Mm -hmm. If we do that the right way, and we do it Daniel's way, just in the same sort of measure means. A lot of people don't understand how Daniel had the power to do that, or maybe have not put those two pieces together. Mm-hmm. Reading subsequent chapters, all these conversations was how Daniel knew the visions in material form. But even as I didn't know your prayer in the way that you mentioned a moment ago, but that's the heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the conversation we have with God in the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. That's the stuff behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff you can't see. And Mm -hmm. God comes to measure your heart. Mm -hmm. There comes a defining moment in everyone's life where their intents of their heart, Hebrews 4, are made manifest, maybe not to the world in such the direct way, but certainly to oneself, mm-hmm. piercing, dividing asunder, soul and spirit, joint mm-hmm. and martyr, martyr, mortar, joint and marrow, is a discerner mm-hmm. of the intents of the heart. When Jesus comes to you, whether it is in a counseling session, dreams, whatever, mm-hmm. and challenges you in that way, mm-hmm. Be able to say, show me, let me know, Mm -hmm. Lord, so that I will know what to say, what to do, Mm -hmm. so that it's established in you, not myself, but in you, 
So any boldness that I would bring forth mm -hmm. in the counseling is predicate mm -hmm. upon that. Yes. You may not see that. Yeah. You may not see my heart in that way. You may not know what I'm going through or what the mm -hmm. sanctification process is for me or what God's doing in my life. But I want to testify that he is, but I want to say, but it's no different than Daniel. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same for you, Carolyn, mm -hmm. but it would also be for the same for the people who come see us. Mm -hmm. God is going to speak to you. He's going yeah, to speak to you in word, but the personal application may yeah. be vision. Right. You may have an audience literally with God. I would not think that's strange. Mm -hmm. Even in a personage sort of way. You may be minister bread and water, the angel of the Lord. You may have a fiery bush you speak to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you may look in a mirror mm -hmm. and see the reflection. And God show you what is His and what isn't. But if you don't do that, then not only are you not going to enter into His rest, but you're not going to enter into His calling, which is really His rest. Right. One and the same. Service unto the Lord is my rest because it's not me. It's Christ in me. Right. Absolutely. And the hope of glory. And I, I was thinking when you said about saying what, you know, going where the Holy Spirit's leading, and I was thinking about how, and this may sound kind of harsh. You have to understand my context. Things I've said have brought people to tears, like, <laughs> just broken in front of me. And did I think, oh, no, what have I said? No, because I know that it was the Holy Spirit dealing with them and that I was saying what needed to be said in that moment. And it's not about me. It's not, Carolyn is so awesome. It's that um, we prayed for that. We prayed that He would speak and He would be there and that they would hear. So it's just a manifestation of it. So I don't want our listeners, <laughs> if they get scared, I don't want to come in. She's going to be mean to me. No, I... I'm going to ask God to speak to you in the way that you can receive it and that you hear it. And then when we're confronted with that, all there is is an emotional response. I mean, we can't even speak. You know, when we're in the presence of God. <laughs> it happens to me on the podcast. Any of those listeners. I mean, I do. I get that point I where I just am like broken. I mean, my I, I want to cry. I have no more words to speak. I had to punt to you that one podcast so you could finish the scripture because I was just so moved yeah. by the word. Yeah. And, and I think God, you asked me how I got through that, and I said, God, because there's no way I could have done it without help from the Holy Spirit, because it, it was so heavy that day. And, you know, that's how it is in our, in our sessions. That's what I want our listeners to know. It's not about us telling you what we think you need to hear. It's about asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to help you hear that. And then that's when the magic happens. That's when the Holy Spirit takes over. And that's when we can sit and just receive that. And it's amazing what happens in those times. And, you know, sometimes I'm surprised. Sometimes it's at the very last minute and we're getting ready to leave. And then, and then boom, the Holy Spirit will just speak something to somebody and they're just in tears. And, you know, I'm like, well, praise God, because that's what we prayed for. And so then they leave and excited for what's going to happen the next time because they know that God is moving and changing them. So, so it's exciting for me too. Yes. And so in that, this is what Daniel prayed for, which I believe was all part of, if not contingent upon, his receiving the fullness 
of the Holy Spirit or the blessing, the anointing of God as he would have been giving it, giving it to or given it to Daniel at that time for the time that he was in for the sake of interpretation of the vision and not only for the time he was in and the Hebrew people and the, Bab the context of that, the Babylonian exile, Medes, Persians coming back, the people coming back to the promised land but also for the end times when right. Jesus comes again. Right. Because we've established that two prior podcasts. Go listen to them if our podcast listeners has have maybe missed that, has not had a chance to, they have not had a chance, or anyone has not had a chance to listen, go listen. But this is what Daniel prayed. Okay. In the first year of Darius, you want to know where it's at? Are we in Daniel 9? Yes, Daniel okay. 9. Starting with the first one. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, or Ahasuerus, that's it. I never pronounce that right. Of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, there were contemporaries, mm -hmm. that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face upon the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in the name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as of this day, as at this day, to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to all Israel that at near or that are far off through all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face. They can't tell. Remember, I started two podcasts. I'm going to tell you how to know mm -hmm. so you won't be confused. Oh, Lord, to us belong with confusion of face to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness that we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, our God, to walk in his laws, which he, for us, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. which he set before us, the word as with Old Testament, before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel has have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey the voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his word, which he spake against us, and against our judges that judged us. By bringing upon us a great evil, for under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem, or will again be done in end times con context. Mm -hmm. 
As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, that hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renowned, as at this day we have sinned, and we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquity of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake." O oh my God, incline thine ear, thine ear, and hear, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations in the city which is called by thy name, for we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O oh Lord, hear, O oh Lord, forgive, O oh Lord, hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake, O oh my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly, fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation and he informed me, and talk with me, and said, O oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come, come to shew thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild or to build Jerusalem under the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score in two weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times or times, and after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined, and he shall conform, or excuse me, confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even unto the consumption. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. There's a lot there. That's a lot. Supplication, Gabriel presenting, speaks in time dimension. A day is as a thousand years. What is a week? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can add that up. I do think it's interesting. I think it's Daniel 8, last podcast we mentioned. It's about 2,000 years or more Jesus is going to come again. But even in this passage, there's a reference to the Messiah coming 
And even in this passage, there's a reference to that otherwise attack or the falling away that, that the attack would be of Satan, the devil, Lucifer, trying to defeat or destroy the word, God's promise, taking people away, sort of seducing them, lying to them, deceiving them so they'll fall away from God, uh, start to disbelieve, lose faith. Mm -hmm. But Jesus comes again to establish his kingdom. Right. So is it for the time of Daniel? Yes. Is it for the return of Israel to the promised land? Yes. There's a time dimension within that, although it speaks of 70 years, 70 weeks. Again, I don't have that mapped out. I don't know if it's speaking of, you know, Gabriel says from the very beginning. Was it the beginning of the exile? Was it from that point forward? I don't know. I don't want to profess to know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I need to know. I just need to know, though, that it was for that time, but it's most importantly now, since we're not in necessarily just that time mm -hmm. that Daniel lived, mm -hmm. we can draw from that, we can learn from that. It applies to us, but it applies to us more prophetically to the second coming of Jesus. Even so, when Daniel spoke it, it included Jesus' advent. Mm -hmm. But most importantly for us now that he's come, his return. Mm -hmm. But when he comes back again, the precipice, the judgment will be redeemed fully. Mm -hmm. We're restored now in Christ. There is a resurrection that's already occurred, but there'll be a second coming. And for those who have not had a chance to either know of Jesus or are still yet to be saved between now and when that final judgment occurs, it may be one and the same for them, the first coming of Christ and the second coming. But for the remnant, those that are going to go back and do this work of, of helping to establish the new Jerusalem to come down from heaven out of which the rivers of living water will flow, the trees will lie in the banks of the river, which is, I think also in Daniel, there's a prophetic, or it was Jeremiah, I can't remember, but in this series of prophecy, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel, it's also been prophetically spoken of. Mm -hmm. But we're still waiting the second coming. Right. But why, if it worked for Daniel, if we approach the Word in the same way he did, if we confess our sins, if we praise God for His righteousness, if we're seekers of the truth, mm -hmm. if we ask, will it not be given? If we knock, shouldn't the door be open not only to Jesus, but this truth or revelation? Right. Why would any of us be confused right now? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Or why would we, if we had anything to do with it? in our awareness of it, why would we allow ourselves to be so deceived? Hmm. Uh, would you say that maybe there are those that don't want to know, that they're kind of in a denial pattern? Um, well, I don't have to understand all that. I don't, I don't need to know all that. You know, I've heard people say that before. You know, I don't really need to know all the details about it. <laughs> Do you? You know, I'm not saying we have to be scholars, but... When it's in the Word and it's telling us something, then maybe we should see what that means. Um, but yeah, I, I would be hesitant to not look at anything that especially 
especially when God sends someone and gives them a message. I mean, <laughs> what more do you want? The whole Bible is is uh, God inspired, but when somebody has a divine message and, and directly, you know, explaining things, then how much more should we pay attention? But um, saying you don't know or you don't want to know is not going to be an excuse in the end. You know, we're going to be, hmm, we're going to know whether we wanted to know or not. And that's startling, sad. I don't know how you want to phrase it, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you will eventually know who he is. Well, and I hope it would be on this side of that. And we all have that chance. Right. Before, right. before that happens, right. there is always that moment of conviction mm-hmm. uh, that God calls us mm-hmm. and we have to figure out what to do with it. Right. Uh, we have to figure out the calling, mm-hmm. what to do with the word. Mm-hmm. What to do with Christ Jesus? Mm-hmm. What, as much as God calls us, He would do that out of the Holy Spirit. Right. We recognize our sin, our error. Mm-hmm. But if you don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, there is no out. Right. There, there is no, and you can become so hardened of heart. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that last podcast as to blaspheme or blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And with that, you no longer have that sense of conviction. Mm-hmm. And in that same way, Scripture intimates that we're turned over to a reprobate mind. I think it's Paul that says that. Mm -hmm. But the idea of being turned over to a reprobate mind is that we can no longer be trusted to make the decision for ourselves because the essential element of decision-making... Right. Our free will. And our choice in exercising that free will to deny the voice of God, His Word... Mm -hmm. He's not only going to not speak to us any longer from the outside, Mm -hmm. but we grieve him such that we are not even allowing him to speak any longer from inside of Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And at that point, there's no redemption. You won't receive it from the outside, as with Old Testament. You're certainly not going to receive it, and that's not conviction enough. Mm -hmm. When the Holy Spirit presents, he's the author of the Old Testament. He's also the uh, Jesus brought him back to us in that way mm-hmm. uh, by his death, burial, resurrection, the salvation. The mm-hmm. principle of salvation mm-hmm. is the restoration of the Holy Spirit. He's going to convict. But even before we get to that moment of choosing Jesus, he's working. God's working on our behalf right. through the Holy Spirit to bring us to Christ. Mm-hmm. But if you reject Jesus and you do that repeatedly, every time you do that, mm-hmm. you harden your heart a bit more. Yeah. You're going to be, in the end time, subject to the judgment of God. And we've mentioned it before, the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is not going to be entered into that. Right. And there will be no hope for you. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. That's a hard truth, but it is the truth. And we would be remiss if we did not say the truth. And that's, that's the sad fact, is we can acknowledge Him now or we can acknowledge him later <laughs> but one way or the other we're going to acknowledge All him knee will bow every knee will bow and confess and <clears throat> that Jesus Christ is lord so i would rather <laughs> go ahead and know him now and and you know struggle with that uh living you know the relationship and and you know figuring out this new life and and who Jesus is than to be forced 
to recognize who he is and have no hope, no chance of an eternity with him. And, you know, I thought about that when you said that, about how, you know, the Spirit will kind of give us so many opportunities. And the first time I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, I was nine. And then I did not make a decision. Again, at 11, once again, sadly, I did not make a decision, which was making a decision. I want to point that out. You know, not making a decision was making a decision, um, saying no, basically. And then it was four years. I just thought about that, and I thought, well, 9, 11, and then I, I was 15. So four years went by, double the first time. Four years went by before I actually said yes to Jesus. And so I kind of wonder, if I hadn't said yes at 15, what would that have been, what would that have looked like? You know, so I'm thankful that I did that then, but it's only for a certain amount of times. And we don't know what, how many times that is. There's no instruction manual on that. There's no book. Well, and that's why I was trying to speak to this idea of time. Mm -hmm. And even as much we're talking weeks and years and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then talking about days and how long before Jesus comes again. I mean, there's probably merit in that. And somebody out there with the help of the Holy Spirit could probably give us a specific as to approximation. But nobody knows the day or time. And that's the whole point. Exactly. And not necessarily to the dismissing of at least some idea Mm -hmm. of when it's going to happen as another factor. Mm -hmm. in in discerning where we are in relationship to Jesus coming again. But the greater testimony should be in your own heart, and you should do that as soon as you can do that. Now, it is choice, Mm -hmm. but realizing, too, that some of this is hard to work through Mm -hmm. or overcome, and you're going to get distraction along the way because the devil is continuing to steal souls. Right. The devil is continuing to try to confuse you. Mm -hmm. And he's winning with some. And it will be noticeable enough of the great falling away that when Jesus does come again, there'll be many that have been lost. Mm -hmm. And many will suffer in that. I just don't want it to be a believer. I don't want anybody to be lost. God doesn't either. But if you've taken any of the things that we've said to be true, factual, about conviction and the calling right. and, and the revelation of who Jesus is and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Peter, the Holy Spirit's the only one that could reveal this to you. Jesus said, yeah. who am I? You're the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The idea, though, is that by that point, it's on us. Mm-hmm. But it's worse if we didn't accept the devil is just going to keep working. And he doesn't care because he's already right. lost. Right. But his ego, his pride, his narcissism, mm-hmm. those dimensions that mm-hmm. we might describe humanly as ego pride mm-hmm. have gotten in the way. And he's going to take as many down as he can. Right. Death. And he's going to trick as many as he can. Mm-hmm. Because without Jesus, there is no salvation. But in the same sort of a way, without Jesus, without God, without his word, without any of the decisions that we make in material dimension when it comes to human beings... Mm-hmm. They're going to create nothing but death. There is no answer they're going to come up with. Mm -hmm. You know, we've mentioned that whole idea of an existential crisis, geopolitical influence, the world's view. Folks, they're not going to save you. Right. And worse than that, if there is an antichrist, that's what he's going to be constructed of. Mm -hmm. 
the deception, he, a lie. He's going to be, yes. Yeah. He's going to be without conscience. Mm-hmm. He's going to be without consideration for the soul. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be about the power, mm-hmm. the political aspect of it, the control, and the belief that somehow in his own mind or her own mind, I wanted to be equitable here with gender. <laughs> They think they're going to escape it or they think that somehow it's even worth it even if they know they can't escape it. It's like when you're drowning, do you save the other person or do you crawl on their shoulders to keep yourself from going under? Right. right. Yeah, that's, hmm. that's a really good illustration to put that. Um, it just ends in death. I mean, that's what I just kept thinking as you were describing that. This lie, this deception, this whole thing of the earth. I don't know. Is that is that mean? I I feel this pushback anytime I say anything about, um, you know, recycling or the earth or anything. I just want to like cover my head because I feel like I'm gonna get stoned in a minute. You know, um, not from you, but just. The world around us is conform. Believe what we believe. Do what we say. And if you don't, we're going to shame you. It, it is almost like we feel shamed if we're not falling in line with the It's grooming. With the masses. It's brainwashing. Same yeah. stuff that they do, sexual predators do with victims. We're being groomed. And the devil is great at that. And anybody that would not see the devil in, in sexual predators, I don't know where their, their mind might be. But it's the same principle. It's brainwashing. It's mass hysteria. It's coming from all sources. Unfortunately, it is already the abomination of desolation because there's many churches and many pulpits that it's flowing out of. Yeah. I just don't want me, you, our program to be one of those. Right. And I can assure you, if we do really sincerely, out of our heart, pray as Daniel Mm -hmm. that God's Word would excel or we would excel in the presentation of God's Word. Mm -hmm. Or that it would, God's Word would come out of us unadulterated so much even by our own humanity. Right. Then the only hope we have is is that we will maintain that connection with God Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit and whatever we distribute, whether it's in the counseling session Mm -hmm. or in the world, Mm -hmm. will be of God. And for that purpose of exalting Christ. Mm -hmm. And with that, then the saving of those that might be open to, willing to consider, still have some choice or decision to make about salvation, mm-hmm. still under conviction, until the very last moment. Mm-hmm. Because even if they're saved in the very last moment, they're saved nonetheless. Right. But it's better to do it now right. than to wait for your last moment. Mm-hmm. And with that, look at what you can do to save the world in the name of Jesus. Right, exactly. Yeah, he definitely... <laughs> Definitely would rather us not wait, not put it off. I'm seeing the thief on the cross. There's people that they want to have conversations around that. And I don't understand the point in that. But, you know, if Jesus says today, I will be with you, that's good enough for me to hear Jesus say that. So, you know, you can have your arguments about that. But I would rather somebody, you know, my brother... um, I like to interject personal stories because I think people relate to that and they understand, it makes them um, feel connected to us in that way. 
he was killed by a drunk driver. And I think I shared this on a previous podcast that his daughter asked me, did my daddy go to heaven? (laughs) Now, a 10-year-old girl asks you that question. Me, knowing he might have went to church when he was younger, he was older than me, so I don't have a lot of knowledge of that. Um, But as far as I knew, he wasn't going to church. He wasn't a professing Christian. He didn't... um, you know, ever give me the impression that he was, never made a statement of faith um, to me. But there I was faced with his 10-year-old daughter that doesn't have a dad anymore and asking me that. (laughs) You talk about praying on the spot. And all I could say was, you know, I, I don't know. That's my bottom line answer. I don't know. But my hope is that in that last moment, that he had his, you know, mind that he could still think, that my hope is that he looked to God before, you know, he was not able to, to do that, um, that he, even if it was the last second of life. I'd rather somebody do that the last second of life than to not do it at all. But how much greater, how much better would that have been you know, earlier in life, like you said, that, that we could reach more and speak more and love more and give more. But if that's what happens, then we'll take it. But I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't so much hurt. I, did, I wasn't sad to tell her that, but that was my hope. And that still is my hope. Um, you know, I don't know for sure, but I hope that he did. And I believe that people can do that. There's some people that don't believe that, but I, I personally do, based on that story with the thief on the cross. But if somebody was going to, eh, I'll just wait till later. No, I would never advise that. Today is the day of salvation. Yes. Well, it has to be, because if you're not willing to do that in an imminent sort of way, mm-hmm. then you're just still playing games. You don't grasp it. You're still right, playing games. Right. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel whose name was called Belshazzar, and the thing was true. But the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And in the fourth and twentieth day of the first month, as as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hidekel, 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 I think, is the correct pronunciation. Then I lifted up my eyes, or mine eyes, and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of euphaz. His body also was like the barrel, 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 and his face, go ahead. Yeah, it's barrel, I believe. And his face is the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polish brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Again, the personification as with many voices, but one clear voice. The Holy Spirit who speaks through all of us in these end times that are believers that are one in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. There's common vision. Mm -hmm. All of us are going to add a distinctive sort of personal dimension to it because Mm -hmm. it's coming through the human vessel. But it's not humanism. 
It's right. not celebrating humankind. Right. It's not survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. It's not of the devil. It is of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. The rocks couldn't even cover them up. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision. There remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard, yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground, and behold... And hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand... Read the Word. Seek the Word. Seek the Holy Spirit. What is it? Knowledge is the beginning of wisdom. Of wisdom and wisdom of all understanding. Mm-hmm. And to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the king of Persia, which is the devil, at least in some prophetic dimension to come, withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned unto me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me... Straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And we had spoken unto me, I was strengthened. And said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then sayest he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will shew thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth me in these things but Michael, your prince. Again, inseparably so. This vision spoke to Daniel and the immediacy of literally Persia. But at the same time, though, it speaks to literally all that humanism as is even manifested in this particular time, as again, it would spread throughout the world. It's going to come back again in these same dimensions. And certainly, I think that was Jesus. I think that was a prefigurement of Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that was the angel of the Lord. Michael is a little confusing for me because he seems to have those attributes. But even in the end of that passage, I think it's clear that Michael is not the one 
There is another one who is Lord over even Michael and Gabriel and all the other angels of God. He is the angel of the Lord, but more than that, he is the Messiah. More than just meeting those needs in Michael, Gabriel sort of ways, mm -hmm. the people's needs, even speaking as translation of this to human ears mm -hmm. for the sake of understanding. There'll come one that will bring that understanding not only in word, Old Testament, as it was being delivered unto Daniel, mm -hmm. but in living word, spirit, and therein, whether Jesus is separate from Gabriel and Michael, they too, in that way, are part of what otherwise becomes in spiritual dimension. The word of God manifests in the heart, through the Holy Spirit working, through Jesus Christ, the personage of Christ, resurrected Christ within us. There's no longer a need to speak to us through angels, Gabriel, Michael, right. because we are now at a point where we're beyond that. Mm -hmm. Now our soul, as in Jesus coming, as in death, burial, and resurrection, now He has a place to dwell in us that we have set aside for Him so we do not have to go through angels anymore. He is the angel of the Lord, but He is the Messiah one. He is certainly the King of all kings, will become one when He returns of the whole earth. But even so now, He is the spiritual King of all kings. He is our Messiah, our Redeemer. Amen. And then this one verse 13 where it talks about, then Michael, one of the chief priests came to help me. And, you know, down the very, you mentioned the last verse where it talks about no one supports me against him except Michael, your prince. So there is an illusion there that they are not it. You know, he needed help. Michael came to help Gabriel. So we can see that, yes, they are angels. They are, you know, they've been described different ways here, but not necessarily in this passage, but in, in the Word. However, it's clear that there is one greater than them. And I just thought that's interesting how, you know, that kind of points that out. So if you, lest we, somebody get confused and think about that, it's clear that there is somebody else that is coming, has come, and is coming, but it's not them. Yes, he came and spoke to Daniel, but um, there's you know, more. The Messiah would not need help, you know. So that to me is interesting. But but I think we need to understand, I, and why I go back to that concept, the sanctification. It's not evolution because that's Darwinism. Mm -hmm. But it is that idea, though, that there's a sanctification and a revelation that's progressive. Mm -hmm. But it's only because we couldn't understand it in our immaturity. And even Daniel can't fully understand it, though I think his prayer of supplication was, is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Coming to Jesus. Right. It's beautiful. He made that decision. I'm going to come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm going to accept my iniquity and sin. I'm going to profess my inadequacy of my humanity. Even with all of this anointing and the blessing, I'm not going to forget the vision. I know what I'm made of. I know my feet are clay and iron. And so is the Antichrist. He'll just seem like he's much more. Mm -hmm. 
He's got all this technology now. Right. There'll be all these things that they'll be doing that'll make it seem like he's, it's Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's magic. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's brainwashing. It's right. grooming. Right. Exactly. To get to a place where then we will confuse fantasy with reality, denying reality because the inclination is to not want to come to Christ. Mm -hmm. And to understand, we are not going to save ourselves. We're not going to save our society. We're not going to save the nations that make up the world. We're not even going to save the planet Earth. We're not going to save the solar system. It's a false lie. We're going to believe a lie. Mm -hmm. But people are going to kill you mm -hmm. for saying that. Mm. They are. Yeah. They may only at this point try to remove you from social media. Right, at this point. But someday they're going to kill the Word. We said that last podcast. Mm -hmm. And they're going to kill you because you're the living Word. Right. But we've done the same thing Daniel's done. Mm -hmm. We've accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior. We've acknowledged we need saving. And now all of a sudden, right. we're beginning to see. Mm -hmm. And should we have some trouble? There's Gabriel, Michael, certainly. Right. <laughs> right. And there's people who are unsaved that would believe in Gabriel and Michael. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Gabriel and Michael still serve a purpose, right. but their purpose gets lost when you see Christ. Right. Because the great revelation is there is but one God and one people. Mm -hmm. That was my point. People get hung up on you know rules and who is who, what's what. We don't need to worry about that. We just need to worry about Jesus and Christ. What is he trying to say? So there's more. Okay. Hang on, folks. <laughs> Daniel 11. Also, I, in the first year of Darius, the meat, even I, stood to confirm and to strengthen him. And now will I shew thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up. And Daniel's receiving this revelation in real time order. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just for us in human dimensions, humankind. Again, it takes a while to get the message out there and to start to, to make the change one person at a time. Mm -hmm. But that's the way God's chosen to do it in the right sort of order. And now will I shew thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings of Persia, and the fourth shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir, us, stir up all against the realm of Grecia. Bighorns, he goats, rams, mm -hmm. all those things. And a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule. Go back and listen to previous podcasts if that sounds confusing. <laughs> and a mighty, or read Daniel. And a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken and shall be divided toward the four winds of heaven. Again, this is the same vision that Daniel interpreted, the dream that Daniel interpreted for Nebuchadnezzar. And he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken, and shall be divided toward the four winds of heaven, and not to his posterity, nor according to his dominion, which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up even for others beside those. And the king of the south shall, it's all geopolitical, it's one of the strongest, mm -hmm. the fittest, kill or be killed, right. that doesn't work, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, it doesn't work. And the king of the south shall be strong, and one of his princes, and he shall be strong above him, and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. And in the end of the years they shall join themselves together, for the king's daughters of the south shall come to the king of the north to make an agreement. And you know, in some ways, oddly so, it sounds like what already has happened with Judah. 
in Israel. I was thinking Judah and Israel. Yeah, the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she shall not retain the power of the arm, neither shall he stand. Or it's even in the book of Revelation, the woman who is pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But she shall be given up, and they that brought her, and he... It's like the whore mm-hmm. of Babylon. It's in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Who's whoring around with this geopolitical, humanistic mm-hmm. sort of way of looking at it? Materialistic. We're going to save you. And they that brought her, and he that begat her, and he that strengthened her in these times. But out of, the, of a branch of her roots shall one stand up in his estate, which shall come with an army, and shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north, and shall deal against them. Maybe that's Babylon. Again, these are prototypical. This is a, this is a singular vision. Mm-hmm. It just manifests itself in different dimensions depending on the time and this place. But then again, God doesn't live in time or really the dimension of place. That's true. Your spirit. And shall deal against them and shall prevail and shall also carry captives into Egypt their gods with their princes and with their precious vessels of silver and gold and he shall continue more years in the king of the north. So the king of the south shall come into his kingdom and shall return unto or into his own land but his son shall be stirred up and shall assemble a multitude of great forces. It's all about fighting. Mm -hmm. It's all about, you started podcast one, divisions Mm -hmm. on the subject. Mm -hmm. It's all about division. It's not about unity. It's not, they'll preach unity Right, but it's not. Peace. It's a false peace. Yes. Great forces, and one shall certainly come and overflow and pass through. Then shall he return and be stirred up even to his fortress. And the king of the south shall be moved with choler, C-H-O-L-E-R, and shall come forth and fight with him, even with the king of the north. And he shall set forth, set forth a great multitude, but the multitude shall be given into his hand. Kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. They're all interchangeable to the extent that they nonetheless are growing toward the ultimate end of it all and the ultimate evil of it all, the ultimate construction or personification of it all, the Antichrist, the beast, the devil himself. And when he hath taken away the multitude, his heart shall be lifted up, and he shall cast down many ten thousands. <laughs> Is that the saints? But he shall not be strengthened by it, for the king of the north shall return and shall set forth a multitude greater than the former, and shall certainly come up, come after certain years with a great army and with much riches. And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Also the robbers of thy people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. Maybe not the saints, but certainly we're mixed in with that. Mm-hmm. So the king of the north shall come and cast upon or cast up a mount and take the most fenced cities and the arms of the south shall not withstand, neither his chosen people, neither shall there be any strength to withstand. But he that cometh against him shall do according to his own will and none shall stand before him and he shall stand in the glorious land which by his hand shall be consumed. Hmm exploited mm-hmm. liar cheat a thief kill still destroy he shall also set his face to enter with the strength of his whole kingdom and upright ones with him and thus shall he do and he shall give him the daughter of women corrupting her but she shall not stand in his side neither be for him after this shall he turn his 
his face into the isles and shall take many, but a prince for his own behalf shall cause the reproach offered by him to cease. Without his own reproach, he shall cause it to turn upon him. Then he shall turn his face toward the fort of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall and not be found. Then shall stand up in his estate a raiser of taxes in the glory of the kingdom. Again, exploiting, mm-hmm. stealing from others, taking the very livelihood of others, but within few days for his own gain. But within few days he shall be destroyed, neither in anger nor in battle, and in his estate shall stand upon stand up a vile person to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom, but he shall come in peaceably and obtain the kingdoms by flatteries. And with the arms of a flood shall they be overflown from before him and shall be broken, yea, also the prince of the covenant. Devil, evil destroys himself, mm-hmm. itself. And after the league made with him, he shall work deceitfully, for he shall come up and shall become strong with the small people. He shall enter peaceably even upon the fattest places of the province, and he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his father's fathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches. Yea, he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds even for a time, and he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south with a great army. And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a great and mighty army, but he shall not stand for they shall forecast devices against him. Yet they that feed a portion of their meat shall destroy him, and his army shall overflow, and many shall fall down slain, and both these kings' hearts shall be to do mischief, and they shall mischief, and they shall speak lies at one table, but it shall not prosper, for yet the end shall be at a time appointed. Then shall he return unto his land with great riches, and his heart shall be against the holy covenant, and he shall do exploits and return to his own land. The precipice. (laughs) At the time appointed he shall return and come toward the south, but shall not be as a former, as a latter, for the ships of Chittim shall come against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So he shall do, he shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that makes desolate, and such as do wickedly against the covenant, he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword, by the flame, by captivity, and by spoil many days. Now when they shall fall, they shall be hoping with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries, and some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white, even in the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed, and the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify, magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that is determined, shall, for that, that is determined, let me go back up here, 
shall be done. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor the regard of any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall be honor, or shall he honor with gold and silver, and with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge increase with glory, and he shall cause him to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots and horsemen, and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, and shall overflow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his land, Edom, even Edom and Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall stretch forth his hand upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape, but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt and the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him therefore he shall go with great fury to destroy and utterly to make many or make away many and he shall plant the tabernacles of his palaces between the seas and the glorious holy mountain yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him I know so sorry but I had to read it yeah they have to know it. They're not going to read it for themselves. They have to, I have to read it. Otherwise, somebody's going to say, he's just concocting all this, making all this up. No, it's all there. How much more that we know it for ourselves. I will always encourage our listeners or anyone that comes to see us to open the word and read it for yourself and not take our word for it, not take your pastor's word for it, not take some preacher on TV but open up your word and read it for yourself. And there was a lot in that. A lot. <laughs> well, and, it's all, and it does seem like a lot, but it's the whole point. They're it's just going one message. But it's, it's, yeah, but they're going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the stronger is going to take over the weaker, and the, the weaker is going to fall to the stronger, but it's all going to be through brute strength and power and might. Mm-hmm. It's not even going to be according to the natural order of things. Right. Where there is that element of survival of the fittest but Darwin what he did was he put that in human terms and exalted humanity to the point where we believe it's justifiable that we do this and not only to animals to the world but most importantly where we've really lost sight is we're doing it mostly to one another in the name of saving the animals and the world right but the error in it is there's no Jesus in any of that right right there and it is it's all mm-hmm. son of perdition. It's misguided. It is. Mm-hmm. The error in all that is it's all of the devil. The error in that is it's all of that I'm not going to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I'm going to be left to making it happen and when I can't make it the way I think it should I'm going to resort to hurting people, harming people, mm-hmm. killing people so that I can have my way. Right. But, you know, that's the problem with eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Kill or be killed. Once you start killing people, you get Islam in the worst of sense. I don't want to speak negatively about the nation of Islam. I'm like you. I want to hide my head. I want to speak about anything like that. But it's not predicate upon anything but a human interpretation and not even a Jesus one. Jesus is recognizably as a prophet. But the practice of Islam in at least a world dominion sort of way... They're going to kill and take over. Right, right. 
the infidels, the heathen. That's just the way that, that, that mentality, Old Testament alone, that's what it takes you to. But I don't want to say Old Testament because there's plenty in the Old Testament, like Daniel, they got the message. Yeah. But that's how it. That's how the overarching theme of it is. In verse 27, I think this goes along with what you were saying, the two kings, with their hearts bent on evil, will sit at the same table and lie to each other, but to no avail, because the end will still come at the appointed time. They're going to fight, and one's going to fall, like you said, and they'll go back and forth, and they, you know, their hearts are bent, and they'll sit and lie to each other and go on, bent on evil, but to no avail, because the end is still going to come just the way God planned it, just the way Jesus said it was going to happen at the appointed time, whenever that is, you know, people try to figure that out, but... There's still, it's going to be... To it's no like a avail. bad marriage. It's just to no avail. There's no, yeah. You know, when you don't have Jesus in it, it's just going to keep going back and forth. Right. Back and forth. To the back same and forth. end. To the same end. It's going to kill everybody. It's going to kill the kids. It's going to destroy right. the relatives. Right. It's going to be a bad witness. It's going to be a bad testimony. Even if it just comes down to somebody saying, I'm just going to abide and live in a bad marriage, it's better than to go through all of that and then suffer that. Now, I understand bad marriages are not abusive necessarily, mm-hmm. although there can be abusive dimensions. But if you're being physically abused and if your life's being right. threatened, I'm not right. saying stay. Right. But I am saying this, that kind of stuff doesn't work. There's no redemption because you've just got to up the ante. Right. You've got to up, up the, 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 I guess, the way you go about doing it, resort to mm-hmm. a more aggressive sort of posture mm-hmm. to get it done. You punch me, I'm going to punch you, but then you've got MMA. Right. You know, and you got cages. Right. And there's nobody, nobody's going to escape until one's knocked out. And usually, when the one's knocked out, they're fortunate to be alive. Some don't make it. Yeah. In this case, nobody makes it out alive. Mm-hmm. But to no avail, because the end is still going to come. And they're bent on evil. Unless they're, yes. Yeah. Because that's what happens. That's what you get. You make right. that choice. Right. So, unless our podcast listeners would completely never come back. I got to read this. It's a little long today's podcast, but I have to so we can finish it and I won't drag it into another. Okay. Daniel 12. The end times. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book, a book, Lamb's book of life, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake second coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that shall be or they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Mm-hmm. Again, does that sound much like anything familiar? The book of Revelation. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, <laughs> shut up the words. Mm-hmm. Seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. 
Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand into heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time and times and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord... What shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a two, a thousand two hundred and ninety days. That's what I was referencing earlier about. Does that speak to any particular time frame? Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days, but go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Hmm. Now why would he seal the book? The words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. What do you think? I think that some of it is, even as the passage says, that it needs to be sprinkled throughout the whole world. That message needs to go out to mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. I think that is first and foremost for the sake of salvation. I do believe that. I believe in the end, God wants all to be in heaven with Him. Mm -hmm. But I also believe for the sake of judgment and fairness, and <laughs> please forgive me, I ask you, Carolyn, and then I ask those that might be listening, I know we take some liberties. I mentioned Islam. You mentioned environmentalists. I'm not saying everyone is evil. I'm just saying be careful if that's the end of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if that's the end of it, and it's been institutionalized, and if we know there's only one end where you come out of this alive, right. and that's through Jesus Christ, right. you can't say any of that is worth any more merit than part of, again, God's working to this end. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the whole point of it, too. It's sealed so that there may be grace and mercy afforded even those that remain lost or maybe those that have been brought prejudiced or biased by their parents or their parents' parents or by some religious sort of experience. Maybe they've never grown up. Maybe it's, again, like the devil. He's tricked them into things. Maybe it's geopolitical. Maybe it's the Antichrist himself becoming personage right now. Because I do believe even in the end times, the tribulation, some will endure and make it through that yeah. with that salvation yes. in mind. So there will be some that will come to and then hold on to yes. until the very end I of Jesus' appearance, the I second agree. coming. Mm -hmm. I agree. But 
they may be immature. They may not be there yet. And I don't want to curse that if that's still part of a journey and that journey can be fulfilled. I just want to make sure that we don't lose sight of the most simple, basic of messages. If you put your faith in anything to save you other than Jesus Christ, and that is the end of your faith, you have no faith. Because when the end comes... You won't have anything to stand on. You won't have a word of God to stand on. Your religion won't survive. The mountains will melt into the sea. The sun, all of those things. Stars will fall from heaven. All of those things that Daniel prophesies and then as with John the Revelator captures in the book of Revelation, you will have nothing if you don't make that choice before the judgment of God. But it's not that God didn't give you fair warning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, not to lose the relevance or the relatability again of any of these podcasts, let me just say this. That's all we're trying to do when people come see us. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to tell them where they're going to end up. Right. And I'm not going to take again, I'm not going to practice beating people into submission, otherwise I'd be just like the devil. Right. But what I am going to say though is, Allow the Word of God to establish that judgment now. Mm -hmm. Allow the Holy Spirit to cover you and help you Mm -hmm. to bring you into conformity Mm -hmm. rather than waiting and finding out in the end, not only was I right, were you right as based in the Word of God, but God was right. Mm -hmm. Jesus was right. And now it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because once that final proclamation of judgment occurs... When it's over, it's over. Right. And you don't get another chance once you die. There was a really interesting song by Nicole Norderman. I think I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast. And she talks about um, if God's not real and, you know, unbelievers' thoughts, how they question that. And, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I need more caffeine. Um and then she says, and she closes out the, the end of that verse, and it goes on into the chorus, but what if you're wrong? You know, if I believed a lie, and, you know, I just die, and then that's just it, and there's no eternal life, there's nothing after this, and I believed a lie, well, then that's the end for me. And, you know, then I was maybe perhaps not the smartest one, and I believed a lie. But then she goes on and says, but what if you're wrong? And then the whole script is flipped. And what does that look like? Well, it's a whole different story. And I just think about that with lost people, and people, especially people that, you know, well, I just don't really think there's anything. You know, I just, I'm just going to die and just be part of the dirt. <laughs> and me and Connor talked earlier today about reincarnation and about, you know, what people believe they would come back as. And, and then, you know, there's some that believe that, and there's some just, well, I'm just going to be in the dirt. But what if they're wrong? And that's a question we have to contend with. Not only is the Bible laying it out for us and asking us to think about that, but we will be forced to think about that. And, you know, how much better it would be if we would uh, look at this now and with the help of the Holy Spirit than to wait and find out, you know, not only were you right, David, and and Carolyn was right, and every, you know, Sunday school teacher I ever had was right, you know. But then it's too late, and then there's no way to change that. 
Well, the Bible would say there's a way that seems right unto a man, but it leads only unto death. death. We'll include women with that too. But that's really the essential element of choice. Right. And for any of those who have listened, Mm -hmm. it wasn't David's opinion, because I certainly read enough of the Bible. It wasn't just your opinion, because you certainly read enough of the Bible. It's God's. Mm -hmm. And if you can't receive that, Mm -hmm. that was pretty clear, I think. Mm -hmm. And we added all this to it to try to help make it relatable. Mm -hmm. But if you can't receive that, that's on you, because now you've heard it. And you can run from it, and you can try to hide from it, Mm -hmm. just like you can run from God, try to hide from God. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get better until you stop running, stop hiding, face the truth. Mm -hmm. You can't save yourself. And truthfully, I can't save you out of my humanity. But what I can do is I can offer you salvation in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I can offer you the words Mm -hmm. of life. I can offer you the living word. Mm -hmm. I can offer you the opportunity to enter into the presence of God. I can remind you of the word. I can even read you the word of God. But you have to figure out what you're going to do with it. Right. And if you walk away and you reject it, it becomes easier <laughs> the next time right. to walk away and reject right. it. And your heart does become hardened. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the abomination of desolation has taken place inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing we haven't mentioned, but I think we don't need to say it much more than what I've just got through saying. Really, this is what's happening in you. You're fighting with yourself and everybody else. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Come to Jesus so that he can then help you to help other people so that in some way we can not only change the world, but we can bring about the manifestation of Jesus in that way that when he comes back, he'll have a worthy bride. Mm -hmm. Right. Or we could be the son of perdition. Mm -hmm. And be tricked and fooled by the Antichrist and know the shame and the contempt and the humiliation Mm -hmm. and all those awful, horrible, evil things that go with it. Mm -hmm. Not to mention our fears that will consume us. Carol, should anybody want to come back? Either the podcast or or after this would want to get a hold of us. How should they do that? Well, we hope you do. Uh, We... Would love to hear from you. I would personally would love to hear from you. Uh, we can talk to you on the phone. I said that kind of odd, didn't I? <laughs> you can call us at 304-528-9220. Or if you have more you want to say, you can email us, covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can go online, covenantsonline.com. Or you can also check us out on Facebook, where you can find a link to all of our podcasts. And I do hope they want to come back. Should I have offended anybody, which undoubtedly I probably have, I apologize. Uh, Should you not like me, I'll accept that. Uh, But you'll never, ever be able to say I did that with any intention other than to present the Word of God in as best way that I know. And even if there is some contention and you don't like me, if it's starting a dialogue, I'm okay with that in therapy. There's a lot of people come see me that hate me. That's interesting. I don't know that I celebrate <laughs> that a lot, but they'll come in and they don't like what I'm saying. 
but you can't accuse me of lying to them and you right. can't accuse exactly. me of deceiving them mm -hmm. and you can't accuse me of otherwise trying to lead them down some path that won't make them better. Right. And should you have contention with my theoretical orientations out of my physical human dimension or education, you can't contend with the Word of God. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and even if you want to hold me accountable to the Word of God, do so. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Right. I'm just saying we need to go to the Word of God right. if you exactly. want to get better. Yes. And you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can get you there. I can help facilitate that, but right. ultimately in the end... Right. You need that audience with Jesus, mm -hmm. and you need to have that conversation as much with God as you do with me. So, should you want to come back, certainly join us again for our next podcast. We hope that they would come in if they need yes. help and see it in that way. Yes. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> Carolyn, what do we want to say? But wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> well, we have and our been... listeners are going, oh, no, I thought it was over. <laughs> there's a part four. Until next time, be blessed.